Hey, this is Nate Craig, and I never listen to None Taken. Never one time. What game are we playing today? Oh, fuck. <laughs> I guess couches. <laughs> All right. Couches it is. Um, I think we should do Carp or Narp again next week for uh, I, Simon, Simon, Simon King. Uh, yeah. King. Yeah. yeah. I think for comics, that's fun because they can riff on it. Yeah, I think that's fun, too. Yeah. Chink. <laughs> why, Alan, why would you say that? Jesus. Did you have no God. idea? No, that's not how it sounded in my headphones when I was saying it. <sighs> I believe it's more of a J sound, isn't it? Chink. Chink. Keep Am trying. I again? No, no, keep going. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't think I want to. It's an ink. Ink. It's not a ink. It's an ink. You're going to get to the bottom of this hole if you just keep digging. Come on. <laughs> Hey, you know what? If you dig deep enough, where will you be? Oh, I'll be <laughs> China. That's true. Chink. Oh, Alan. Oh God. <laughs> that's okay. I said this. I can still get off and yeah, that's kind of yeah. You thought <laughs> right, you know that's the ones with me are not so bad, but oh boy, Alan. <laughs> I play with my tonsils all the time. Oh, we're never going to get Al Gore on. Is that what you said? Yeah, that's what yeah. I said. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what episode this is? Three th- fourteen. Yes, three one four. That... Oh, it's pie. Yes, can I tell you my grandpa's pie. joke? Sure. P- pie aren't square. Pie are round. <laughs> I love that joke. That's a great joke. That's a great, That's joke. A great joke. Did you read these links up at the yes, top? Yes, I did. Okay. Oh, I read you the did. First one, okay. The second one. That's kind of funny, actually, huh? It is kind of funny. Should it go in other news? I mean, other news is pretty heavy. Other news is really heavy. Yeah. You want to just talk about it? Um, Taco about it. Taco about it. Yeah. Okay. You read the first one. Okay. The headline? Whatever. Uh, Just talk talk about it. Iranian man charged for trying to assassinate former national security advisor John Bolton. So we've known for a while that the Iranians were attempting to do this to Bolton and other people who were members of Trump's cabinet who were involved in the assassination of Soleimani. Just Why are right, you laughing? Because you're walking right into this propeller. That was from August 2002, right? 22. Yeah. 2022. 22, so yeah. last August, not this August, the one before, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, headline from yesterday, hitman in quotes recruited to target John Bolton was an FBI informant. <laughs> isn't oh, that, yeah, isn't that. that lucky for you? Knew that? You knew that? <laughs> knew that. We knew that? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know it in 22, but I knew it now. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Just like the guys, nine of the 11 guys that tried to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer or whatever those that ratio yeah. was. Yeah. That's good for they him. They were glowies. Glow- yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, so they never really had proof that this guy was Iranian. They said he was like... Can I ask um, you a question? What? Sure. I'm speaking of the FBI. Did, uh, did Tarbell ever... Nope. And he hasn't done a new episode of his show, so I'm guessing they went radio silent. I don't know. Maybe they upset somebody. I really don't know. Huh. Because yeah. in the last episode, he was scheduled to have meetings with the FBI. Uh, yep. And to then try and sell them. Sell them what? Sell them his services of, of, of some sort. Is that what he had said? Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, yeah, it was, it was trying to sell them some sort of. And then we were scheduled the next week and then we got the hot text saying, Hey, we can't, right. we can't do that. We can't do our right. episode together. And then we rescheduled right. for yesterday and then right. he didn't respond except he emailed me the week before and I'd never checked my email and <laughs> asked if we could talk about podcasting. And 
Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Chris, I'm sure you listen every week. Yeah. Yeah. All three hours of none taken. And then the next hour and a half, I'm sure he listens to all four and a half hours. Get us up, bro. We're curious. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious. Um, Okay, well, I thought that was pretty funny. I guess that was a sort of lighthearted way to start the show. The, the only less professional episode that we've done was last uh, the last show where I couldn't fucking read the fucking intro. <laughs> uh, people that haven't messaged us for a while were like, hey, man, I haven't been on Instagram for a while. I just want to let you know you totally fucked up that intro. I'm like, thanks, bud. Glad you still listen. Um, and okay, this is how we'll, we'll open the show. Um can you talk to me at all about this phenomenon that's been going around with uh, Gen Z found the um, the Bin Laden letter? Gen Z found the Bin Laden letter. Oh, so you aren't no. aware of this? No. No, what is this about? So um, I guess Gen Z has been sharing around Bin Laden's letter, like justifying 9-11 and all that. Oh, no, I completely unfamiliar with this. Okay, fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a um, member of Gen Z, so yeah. You know, I... Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, um, <laughs> I guess you can't talk this news at me. Anyway, uh, this seemed relevant. Fritz shared this. It was an old uh, David Cross bit. And seriously, if the terrorists uh, hated freedom, then the Netherlands would be fucking dust, you know? <laughs> I don't get it. As would Denmark and Sweden and Switzerland and New Zealand and Canada and every other country that's truly freer than we are. But that's true. <laughs> that's fired. I, I, don't, I don't think uh, um, Osama bin Laden sent those planes in uh, uh, to attack us because he hated our freedom. I think he did it because uh, of our support for Israel and our ties with the Saudi family and all our military bases in Saudi Arabia. You know why I think that? Because that's what he fucking said. (laughs) Dude, I can't, we can't express to you enough, kids, how controversial it was to say this in 2002. Oh, it was, yeah, that was Are we a nation of six-year-olds? Answer, yes. <laughs> God damn it. Mm. Why did the bad man put the plane in the building? I said he hated freedom. Because <laughs> oh, I went to the NexusLexus database, and there's over 1,400 articles that actually explain why. Shh, he hated freedom. Have a cookie. Have a cookie. Get him in the backyard. Show him, show him the outdoor pool. All right. Y'all let me in this damn house. Should we hit record? Yeah, one, two, three. Fucking dead dog record to start the show. Are you ready? (laughs) I am ready. Are you recording? Yeah. Yes. (laughs) You want to start a show? Let's start a show. That podcast is filling your head with garbage. No offense taken there. Well, it sounds like none taken. To the Friday Headlines Roundup Edition of Not Taken. 
where every week my good friend Alan brings a list of headlines, way too many of them this week. We talk them at you. Because I listen to 13 hours of podcasts a day, and Alan watches three hours of cable news, so you don't have to. Remember, kids, if you miss a little, you miss a lot. Miss a lot. Yeah, that's right. Oh, boy, I am so fucking stoked to get to our Friday Headlines show. It's just nice to come on here and not have to worry about it. Alan can drive, and I can just interrupt, not like the other show. <laughs> well, as is tradition. So, another Friday is upon us. What will you be doing, Smithers? Something gay, no doubt. What? You know, lighthearted, fancy-free. Mothers, lock up your daughters. Smithers is on the town. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, sir. <laughs> oh, head on over to fungiblenuntakens.com to buy things from us. Or just to be a part of the gang, head on over to... Uh, you can find the Patreon link if you're into that. But it's easier. We got an easy one for you. We bought a redirect site. You just go to trumpgags.com and join the Patreon. Be a part of the show. Um, everybody who's a Patreon member gets their name into a raffle every month. Um, depending on what tier level you're at, you get uh, like a ticket, you know, like a raffle ticket for each. Yeah. You get extra extra ticket each month for the additional tier level. Uh, we got some software for that. And we'll hold a raffle after next week. So two more shows to plug in this. And then after that, that weekend, we'll announce the winner. We will mail you a copy, a signed copy of The Perfect Amount of Wrong, Brido's book about the rise of alt comedy on Chicago's North Side. Yours will be signed like this. It won't say, uh, to Dustin, thanks for fucking, like he did for mine. See? It's right there. Right there. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, but you can have your own, and then you'll know all the history of Chicago's North Side comedy. And, like, I don't know. I can't imagine that not being interesting to you. If you like good writing, you will enjoy. Um, would you describe it as prose, Alan, or is that too... No, it's prose. It's absolutely yeah. it's brilliant prose. Love his yeah. prose. It's lovely, lovely. Oh, it supports people that support us. Slickitsdigital.com. com for all your SEO and marketing needs. What Did is up, everyone? Go ahead. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Happy Friday. The weekend's here. Have a fucking can of beer. Let's go. Chink. Um, Whoa. Oh. <laughs> You know, I, it didn't really sound like that. <laughs> five years. Was... No, it's okay. You're talking about the Young Turks guy, Cenk Uger. Yeah, yeah, T-Y-T, the Young Turks. Yeah. And Anna Kasparian, I think. Great job, sure. Alan. Yep. You know, yep. I just landed that plane. Totally. Yeah, perfect. Totally. Hey, we well, should talk about headlines. Yeah, we should take off again. Just touch and go. Let's do it. <laughs> President Biden and Chinese President Xi. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> met in person for four hours yesterday, reaching agreements on fentanyl production and reopening military ties. But do you know what the biggest deal was? Uh, he complimented his car on the way out. Okay, there was that, but there was a bigger, bigger. There was uh, like 20 people holding Chinese flags in downtown San Francisco as if that was a fucking scandal. Big, bigger, bigger than that. Um, I forgot. Think oh. about zoos. Pandas? Pandas. We got a panda deal? We're getting pandas. Fuck bro. yeah. Oh, man, I love a, a fucking panda. Any animal that won't just fuck to save its species, I'm a huge fan of. Just think of a panda being like, that has to be the ugliest thing on the planet. I think since I thought of this as like 
I, I used to want to do stand-up when I was like 18, 19. And I used to be like, yeah. the ugliest thing in the world to that animal must be a panda. Like, you, just, male pandas must look at female pandas and be like, no. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, no. Like, they won't have sex to save their species. They, they put them in a place where they got all their creature comforts they want. And you, you know, just, nope. I'm not fucking that panda. Maybe Yuck. they need some um, blue chews or something. Ew. I don't. Know. I don't. Yeah, maybe. Maybe <laughs> sponsor us. Jam it in there. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Just mash that shit in. It'll be fine. Anyways, yeah. So uh, apparently we're gonna get pandas again. But uh, didn't we? Are, we already have pandas. Yeah, we sent some back though. Oh. There's only like a few left. And then uh, he was like, "I didn't realize how big of a deal it was to, for the pandas." So yeah, we're gonna get right on that. Hmm. You literally said that. Okay, you are. Uh, you're, this is in jest. You're acting like this was the big fucking deal. Um, <laughs> it is okay. Uh, yeah. The fentanyl agreement was pretty nice. Yeah. So a lot of the components to make fentanyl come from China. Precursors. Uh, precursors. Yes. Yeah. I learned that sh- word from Breaking Bad. Mm, nice. And then the reopening of military ties. We've talked before. That's on huge, the show. right? That's a huge deal. Like. Uh, we didn't have that red phone that they could just pick up like we used to have with the USSR. Um, and so now we're going to have that communication lines open again. <laughs> that reminds and me also, of Dr. Strangelove. Yeah, One yeah. of our generals, also, he's just, he, you know. <laughs> also, uh, Biden and Z both agreed to pick up the phone if they had a, an issue to talk about. And the other would answer, essentially, was what they said. That, that That's, um, a, that's, that's like, actually a big deal. I, the fact that that could... That was never going to happen under Trump's version of diplomacy. Like, say what you want about Biden being a bumbling boob and having this whole diplomatic exchange and then being asked directly. uh, Well, actually, hold on. Can I just jump into this? Is that fine? Yeah, sure. Okay. uh, I got to do this. Reporter asked him uh, if he would still call C a dictator. Today, would you still refer to President Xi as a dictator? This is a term uh, that you used earlier this year. Well, look, he is. I mean, he's a dictator in the sense that he, he is a guy who runs a country that is a communist country that is based on a form of government totally different than ours. Did you see that video from the other angle where they were zooming in on Blinken and Blinken was just like... Yeah. He's a little, <laughs> a little concerned like, to look on his yeah, face. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've got to quote um, Mo from the uh, group chat that none of you want to be a part of. Uh, didn't I put a note in here? I guess I didn't. Never mind. I don't know what Mo said. It's in my questions somewhere. He's a guy that, you know, runs a country that's different than ours. Yeah. Yeah. He's um, a dictator. It's totally fine to say that. It's funny. Cause, uh, that, that picture I sent you of the, uh, woman from Iowa being interviewed on CNN who had initially met him back when he first came to the States. Like what was that? The 80s. years ago? Yeah. Um, and like had, eating casserole with him and stuff. Muscatine, <laughs> Iowa Muscatine, is Iowa. a sister city to another city in China. And they gave him the keys to the city. Yes. Yeah. And he like, to this day, C talks fondly of his visit to Iowa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she actually had dinner with him last night, that lady. Oh, wow. Uh, and they had her on. CNN. Oh yeah. He keeps in touch with the people with the, he does. Yeah. 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 Uh, they asked her, you know, is he a dictator? And she almost said the same thing as Biden. She's like, well, he's the guy in charge. I don't, it shouldn't be controversial to say so, honestly. I, I don't even feel like it would be controversial to him. He's like, yeah, I am a dictator. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's yeah. I agree. All right. Anything else on this one? It's a it, good thing. It, it, does, it felt like a good thing. Yeah, it really did. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I just I do want to touch on the whole thing because, like, Republicans were pissed off that people in San Francisco had flags for him. It's like, well, I don't. 
let mean to sound stereotypical, but um, there's a lot of uh, well, how would you say it? How would Alan say it? Chink. In San Francisco, Jesus. and they would stand out there holding the flag of their like. I wouldn't wear, I wouldn't like wave a German flag around, but if the German chancellor came to Nashville and I happened to go to the airport to see them arrive, I don't know, maybe I'd have a flag. I probably have like one of those little handheld flags you'd like put in the front yard. Mm, sure. but, um, like, I don't, it's not like, I, I don't like China's way of government, but I can't tell some other free person in our country that it's wrong for them to do that. You know? And if you look at the video, that's got everybody upset. There's literally, I think if you count it, there might be 10 flags in the picture. It's not that many. There's a, there's a smattering of people. People are like, Oh, this is in San Francisco, by the way, in case you thought it was China. It's like, you would not get this confused. The buildings would be red. If it was in China, like they would be full drapes of the Chinese flag. And like his big face, there, looking like Mao, like, yeah, mini, mini it wasn't poop, that big of a deal, guys. It wasn't no, that big of a deal. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. Um, right. I, I love that on the day that they were trying to have this big, good, you know, big win for Biden of diplomacy, on mm-hmm. the same day, uh, maybe this next headline. What's the next headline? Is it? Uh, nope. No. No? Um, okay. Do you have anything about the Democratic, the DNC and the people in front of the DNC? Is that a headline in the show? Um, so a bunch of people protested in front of the DNC to try to get a ceasefire and at least get the American president to not full throatedly with no red lines support what Israel's doing. And for once, the DC cops were like, Hey, why don't we like beat these protesters away from the entrance? And there's arguments. There's, if you look at uh, libs of TikTok posting, po- posting it they're like they were breaking into the building and if you look at the people that talk about what was happening there you know take both of these with a grain of salt but allegedly they were standing there with their back to the entrance trying to block the entrance they were fucking aggressive but they 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 were getting dragged out and screaming like maniacs like the people that were screaming was not a good look and it's just like biden could not have a fucking day where he gets a win like those happened at the same time I have in other news that I think there's a headline about the uh, the memo that was leaked uh, from the State Department, which we talked touched on before. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so um, glad we talked about that on the show. Yeah, we even talked yeah. about it last week too, and it got picked yeah. up big time yesterday. Yeah, we did. All right, your uh, mine. What do I say? Ukraine? No. Where are we? Senate? Two, Senate? Senate passed 87 to 11. The Senate passed a stopgap funding bill to avert a government shutdown and push budget negotiations until early next year, February. The bill now heads to President Biden for signature. This this sounds exactly like the type of thing that got McCarthy fired. It does exactly sound that way. We talked about it uh, last episode. Uh, So the House had passed this uh, two-step measure, continuing resolution, whereby the part of the government would be funded through January 19th and then the rest through February 2nd. Groundhog Day. Yeah, giving them some time to negotiate over the budget and what they wanted to do with it. Um, we thought it was likely the Senate would pass it, um, and they did. Um, you know, 87 to 11, pretty resounding victory for that continuing resolution. Biden will sign it, um, and then we'll see what happens in January and February. So that's where we are. I uh, So when I say that that's just like what got McCarthy fired, what I mean by that is that he made deals that the Democrats could agree with. And the specific thing that the clown car caucus, as Bob Seska calls it, yes, uh, was they didn't want deals that would kick the can down the road. This is 
this is exactly what got Kevin McCarthy fired. It's kicking the can down the road and it's making a deal that the Democrats will agree with. Yeah. Um, so, but so they have no reason, principles. They just wanted their guy. They didn't like Kevin. It seems that way. Okay. Yes. Yes. All right. So tournament, I think that China is definitely the bigger story. Writing down China. Okay. All right. New Hampshire set January 23rd as a date for its presidential primary to find the Democratic Party's plan to shift its first primary to South Carolina. South Carolina. So, oh, that's North Carolina. Wait, so what? New Hampshire, New Hampshire is controlled by the Republicans. And the Republicans in New Hampshire said, screw you, we're not changing. We like to be first. And so they went ahead and set the date. So this is now like an unofficial official primary. Um, it's the soft opening. Right. Biden is, is not going to campaign yeah, there. Panda is probably like a soft opening. I bet they do. It's probably that might be the problem. Um, and so it's, it's very strange what's happening here. Um, but they're, they're going to go ahead with it. Officially, the, the Democratic Party is saying that it kicks off in South Carolina. Biden feels like he has more of an advantage there. Um, and so that's where he wants to start it. And that's what they're going to do. I think it's hilarious that they're starting in South Carolina. And their reasoning is, you know, the black vote has always been really crucial for Biden. And yeah. the South Carolina primary is where they colluded so that everybody could gang up and get Bernie out in 2020 and back Biden. The, mm -hmm. Spot the lie. OK, so they want to reward South Carolina with that. Um do, is it necessary to remind the listeners that South Carolina is secessionist and they've done this multiple times? Like they've, they were the first to leave. They're like, they're just, they're nothing but problems. If we could lose one fucking state, it'd be South Carolina. <laughs> I think people remember that. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Oh, absolutely. Uh, my turn then. Yeah. Ukraine charged three officials tied to Rudy Giuliani. Uh, but, okay, I got excited. Ukraine charged three <laughs> officials tied to Rudy Giuliani's Hunter Biden probe with Russia-linked treason. Huh? Wait, is it that Igor and uh, what's his name? No, it's a current uh, minister of the parliament, Alexander Dubinsky, former lawmaker Andriy Durkach, and ex-prosecutor Kostyantin Kulik. Um, and what they're saying is that these guys were in the pocket of the Russians and that they were trying to dig up dirt on Hunter Biden and they were essentially treasonous is what they're what they're claiming um so this goes all the way back to the perfect phone call it was with, with trump and Zelensky yeah. with the whole barisma stuff um so now ukraine is, is saying that these these are the guys that were involved in that that they were taking their orders from the uh the russian um was it the gru um and uh that they they committed treason that's what that's what they're alleging okay um I, I didn't see this in any of the headlines. This is the first time I've actually heard about this. My first reaction is I, not not news. Like, like right. I mean, they got somebody. Well, but nothing surprising thought, here, right? No, nothing surprising. I just thought it was interesting. In oh no, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm just saying this is. I, it's worth knowing, but it's not. Yeah. It, yeah, I didn't. I didn't know it happened. I'm glad I know, but it's. Uh, it's interesting to me that it's gone so under the radar. Yeah. Um, because you know this has been a huge deal. There, the Republicans are still trying to dig up stuff on Biden, on Hunter specifically. We have a headline later about, you know, something that they're investigating. But, um, yeah, that's so that's it, just interesting to me that it's so under the radar. Nobody's talking about it at all. What do you, what do you think is a bigger deal? The primary going to the New Hampshire or that guy, that Russians, Ukrainians, Rudy? We're Rudy Honestly, Giuliani I don't think podcast. <laughs> I think uh, maybe I guess I guess the Ukraine thing is a okay, big deal. I'm going to write down. Rudy. He's going to lose. 
It's going to lose to China. I know. Rudy's got a puncher's chance. We are are a Giuliani-themed podcast. uh, Okay, you talk about Michigan. A Michigan judge ruled that Trump can remain on the state's presidential primary ballot, rejecting an attempt to remove him under the 14th Amendment. So we've had a number of these headlines over the last few weeks where, uh, you know, various parties have tried to remove him from the primary ballot based on Article 3 of the 14th Amendment. Um, This judge was a little bit different in what he said. Essentially, was he said, this is part of the party apparatus um, and, you know, the judicial branch should not be involved in this and that if uh, Congress wants to do something about this, they can, but he doesn't believe. They just kick the can down the road in different ways. Did you... um, So two thoughts. One... Uh, the second one, just in case I forget it, I want you to tell me if you listened to Ben Wittes say basically what I said, which made me feel good. Did you listen to the episode of Lawfare where they talked about this? Um, dangerously yes, close and to yes, forgetting my did. other point. No. <laughs> he did similarly say the same thing, is that it made no sense to him that they would say that uh, they wouldn't block him from being on the primary ballot, but they could go back if he was going to be actually. Yeah, and it's like if somebody um, is not eligible, you don't wait until it is even more of a impact by banning them. Right, right. Like you, you need to do that now, not once earlier. people are right. committed to it. Right. Like, right. Cause then they could have the opportunity to nominate somebody else who actually could be. Yeah, exactly. You, you don't wait until the consequences are sharper. You do it now. Right. Um, the other thought that I had was that I understand Minnesota's argument because Minnesota's argument is more along the lines of look, the party, this, this organization Mm-hmm. which it in a sense like a political party is larger than that but it's it's a it's a, it's a group of people yeah it's an apparatus that organizes elections for people within their party mm-hmm. it just so happens that we only let two of those things really exist mm-hmm. democrats and republicans but if you think of it as a normal thing where you just have a bunch of these and it's not the government's position to come in and say who they can put on their little group um right popularity contest that makes sense except that's not reality (laughs) it makes sense in a vacuum is what you're saying yes yeah Yeah, absolutely yeah Yeah, i get it i think that we're probably going to see the rest of these cases go the same way um i think that colorado's might be different though i think the judges are hesitant to put themselves in this mix like they don't want to cowards i mean you could say that or you could say they just don't feel it's their place should be the judge (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, they think that that should be decided politically, not by the by the judicial branch. How yeah, can mean, something about whether it is fair to have someone who is within the confines of our legal system? You're saying that's more appropriate. No, no, you don't. You're saying <laughs> that's more impo- appropriate to be decided by the masses, the mob, the people that get persuaded to do all kinds of violence acts because they get riled up. You're saying it's better that we just let. Any idiot over 18 that hasn't committed a felony decide it, as opposed to the people that have read, interpreted, and made it their life to decide how the law affects the, the, the country that we live in. I, you're saying the other one's a better choice. No, I'm saying so. They're being cowards. This, they don't want to put their neck justice, out. Sticking to this justice specifically, he said this should be decided by the legislative branch. One judge should not be the person. Is that the is that the is that the method that we have to do this? I mean, (laughs) so Congress can take action here. 
In what way? No, no, no. In what way? It seems like a fucking lawsuit is a way. Yeah, it's a way. Okay. But I, I, well, I and, and 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 those judges know that the other branch of government is feckless, and the other one is the executive. So, like this, this is why we have checks and balance. And they're like, no, we have checks and balance, so they can do this, not me. Like, no, this <laughs> literally, this is like your job is to interpret the way these laws are written down and make a fucking decision. Now, would do we so have? You would, you would rather a single judge make a decision about whether or not Trump should be on the ballot? If if lawyers can present a case, yes. Or, yeah, well, yes, yeah. Isn't the other one a jury trial or no? That one just has more of a, a trial to, uh, style to it. I'm not, I'm not. I thought sure. the one in Colorado. Okay, that, that doesn't make sense. There wouldn't be a jury yeah. for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. The uh, Look, like, I'm not going to have you sweep me into a corner emotionally and be like, well, do you like this one bag thing? Of course I hate the way that sounds. Yeah. Okay, let's get, a judicial, get rid of the judicial system and everything gets decided by 12 judges, 24 judges. Like, I, w- I would be more fine with that if that's the way you'd rather this to be structured. However, for 200 years or so, we've had a system where judges take care of whether things are legal or not. Laws get crafted and passed through the, uh, the Congress legislature and the executive sees over all three and each of them check each other. This is an instance of where this is that role. And you're saying, well, the other people should do it. The fuck off. Well, and if, if a justice did decide to rule uh, that Trump was not allowed on the ballot, it would, it would go to appeals. Gonna, it would go to appeals. Okay. It would, it would make its way right. to the Supreme court. Yes. And then they would have so to you're saying it. there's a mechanism for it to not just be this there's, guy's decision. There's, okay. There's, the R word is rolling around in my head. Oh, I like that one. That's yeah, new. I got lucky. There was only four on that page, and it happened to be oh, one okay. that fit. Okay. Uh, About 3% like, of our national population is retarded. I'm sorry. I did it too much. <laughs> it's your headline. Oh, I've been talking a lot. Russian President Putin approved new restrictions on media coverage. Hell, he approved that. How convenient of him. Uh, uh, ahead of presidential elections. You son of a bitch. You put this here so that I had to say that after I made that argument, right? <laughs> so in totally unrelated news, one guy over here approved, you know, everybody getting censored. It's not like you make it sound like an ambush. I wasn't what I was doing. Um, so, I mean, the way authoritarians rule, a large part of it is through propaganda. And we've seen that in large scale over the last uh, few years. Um, and Putin's just flexing his muscle to the same thing as he's always done. But now it's, it's a codified saying that only people who are like licensed um, can comment about the election. Wow. So there can't be any independent journalism in yeah. Russia. Um, and even if they Trump's say... Trump's going to do that. That's the like, mechanism he'll use when he locks up uh, journalists. That's yep. what he's talked about doing with 2025. Uh, we'll get there, but that's a headline later in the oh, news. Sorry. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty... It's it's just so out in the open. It's not even... They're not even trying to hide it. He's just saying, yeah, this is... This is me controlling the media. Um, they're my propaganda arm of my government, essentially. And so I'm going to have a sixth term. And he's 71 years old, I think, right now. Maybe. I don't Something know. Like he that. also apparently had a heart attack. Maybe that was one of his body doubles. And they were like, oops, don't let that get out. There's a different fucking picture of every, every time you see him. My favorite is the puffy face one. I think that's the real one. And that's his illness. That seems I would agree with that. Oh. Puffy face seems more realistic. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. wouldn't trot out puffy face and act like that's the real one. Right. <laughs> fair. Yeah. Fair. Okay. Um, I don't know. That's, that's really all I had to say. About um, just, yeah, there's not much so, more to It's add. so blatant. It's just like not even trying to cover Dude, it. Dude, next time you come out here, you got to get this juicy jolt, extra juicy IPA from Southern Tier. 
I opened it up and I was like, is this a white claw? Like it smells like, it definitely tastes like a beer, but it is holy. I need, I should have this in a glass. Sounds good. Oh my God. I do like some juicy. Yeah. Sorry. Juice. Oh, it's from New York. These fucking Yankees. New New York city, New York city. Get a rope. New New York city. All right. So what's the bigger headline here? I think that, uh, I guess the Trump ruling. Band-Aid with someone else. Um, Trump oh, yeah. ruling. Okay. Trump ruling. You're thinking Nelly. I am thinking yeah. Nelly. Do you remember that song where he says, "Down, going down, down, baby, your street in the Range Rover? All upbeat song, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know what the next words are after that? Going down, down, baby, your street in the Range Rover. I can't. No, I don't remember. Uh, it says, street sweeper, baby, cocked, ready to let it go. Street sweeper is an automatic shotgun. Oh, jeez. I, <laughs> I had no idea. Like, that was such an upbeat song. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. Oh man, that guy was on one. Okay, he was. was All like right. Me. So speaking of sanitizing the internet, YouTube said it will require creators to disclose when they upload altered or synthetic content that looks real. What does required mean? You'll get in trouble if you do it without telling them. Like if they find yes. out, you'll be in so much trouble. Yeah, and they're ad- they're adding a mechanism by which people can report videos and say, like, if there's a video of you or me uh, doing something that we didn't do, like, you know, they, they did a deep fake essentially of us, then we could. Uh, submit a petition to YouTube to have the video taken. Oh, down. cool. Um, there's some interesting stuff here that's happening with YouTube now. They are kind of taking a step back from their kind of heavy handed um, way of kicking people off their platform. They are allowing <laughs> this is this is pretty wild. I hadn't heard this before. Content creators who cross the line that YouTube has set up now have the option to essentially go to like traffic school for YouTube. You know what? And that's not that's not a bad thing. <laughs> it's I, it blew my mind when I read well, it. Well, was wasn't like, the what? wasn't one of the main arguments like, look, you're not even telling me, you're just telling me don't be bad again. Right. And like right. that's too vague for most people to accept. Mm-hmm. Like, but if you say, look, you might laugh at it. It you know what? Our workplace is not better despite how bad those videos are that you have to watch about not hitting on your of coworkers. Yeah. But like, hey, the fact is we all sat in the room and got told the thing in given scenarios. You don't get the opportunity. You intellectually know I can't use that excuse anymore. And I've kind of tacitly agreed that fine, I won't do that anymore. And then right. that way it is on you if you do that anymore. And perhaps there's a mechanism to, you know, make men's for it and have your ability to use their platform come back to you. I, I think that's great. Right now, I, when we post this video, it's going to go through a quality or a content check, and I get flagged every week for one of the videos we play. And every week, I keep getting lucky that the creators of those videos say they don't mind it being shared. But one of those mm. times, it was like, I don't know, it wasn't Bill Maher. I don't know why that's one of my Simon King was one of them from last week. I get it. He wants his jokes shared. But another one, it was like, oh, it was that Tucker video from two weeks ago. Like, if Tucker was like, no, I don't want people else to share this, then like, we I don't know I don't know what we'll do with our show. I'm gonna fucking post it anyways, probably. <laughs> right. Wow. I, but I also, we're not making money off our ads from that, though. No. No. Okay. So yeah, so they they have uh, instituted a a a way for people to get back in the good graces, essentially, and, and not lose their channel. And I think it's a good thing. So. I think that rehabilitation is the way forward, not banning people. I would agree with that. Yeah. All right. Got uh, the next one. Uh, I don't know where <clears throat> we are. Uh, eight. Okay. The Supreme Court is adopting its first code of ethics in face uh, in the face of sustained criticism over undisclosed trips and gifts from wealthy benefactors 
to some justices. Some justices. It could be anybody, Alan. There isn't one in particular they're really thinking of. I know there's others, but... <laughs> yeah, it's certainly not Clarence yeah. Thomas and his, what, $300,000 RV or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, obviously, the court has been taking a lot of... Uh, negative feedback let's say uh from the public over recent uh you know reporting that's come out about clearly pretty clear ethics violations one would assume would be ethics violations uh i love that the best argument you get for it being okay is like there's no rights two weeks in a row there's no rule that says a dog can't be president it's like okay do we have to like do we have to like we had to be more clear like yeah Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, the interesting thing is that there is no enforcement mechanism for this code of ethics. So essentially it's meaningless. Um, and the judges still police themselves. So there's not like an, an outside body that has any ability to take action or force them to recuse themselves from a case that they're involved in. Um, it, this is nothing. So this there's no absolute... moment after the fact where you'd be held accountable for violating their code of ethics. No. It no. reminds they... me of this from um, Billy Madison, by the way. Business ethics sorry <laughs> yeah so this is just it's toothless it does nothing it just it's it's an attempt to assuage the public's viewpoint of the court which is at all-time lows right now because of recent events so well we're not going to fix that so why don't i ask you a question unrelated to anything that's been bouncing around in my mind um you said toothless okay. mm-hmm. we should just normalize dentures <laughs> what do you wait what do you mean we just don't have to brush your teeth as much like i hate brushing my teeth what if you just lose your teeth and get dentures? Like people get dentures and they're happy with it. Why don't we just do that at an early age and just normalize dentures? Oh, I don't like that idea at all. Why? You don't like that idea? Alan, can I talk to you no. in the kitchen really quick? Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure like the whole idea of like taking the dentures out is mostly disgusting because it's an old lady. Okay. Imagine if some 22-year-old was like, I'm going to take my dentures out for you. <laughs> oh, that upset the dog. Oh, God. You know, I wasn't expecting you to go there with, with me that. either. Um, I didn't expect to go there. I just I took my uh, brain pills before the show. And, so, <laughs> nice. Uh, I mean, I'll have to rethink my stance. Okay. On that. All right. All right. Yeah. We'll figure out your yeah. stance on this. The dog is really upset next door. <laughs> Why would the dog be upset by that? Uh, he's like, I love teeth. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, can I talk? I canine, for <laughs> yeah. Oh, they named after them. Yes. Yeah. Uh, is it my turn or your turn? Well, we have to decide which. Uh, oh, uh, you tell me. I don't even remember anymore. Um, I, I think YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, that's yeah, more Supreme impactful. That's funny. I think that, that made a lot of news. Like, good thing they did that. But uh, I, I actually didn't realize there was no. I should have known there was no. Um, yeah, there's no enforcement mechanism yeah. at all. Okay. All right. So this next headline uh, is. Oh, this is going to be a uh, yeah. down. Yeah. yeah. More than 800 Sudanese reportedly killed in attack on Darfur town, the UN says. Um, and so we've talked before on the show about. Wait, the, what's the popular population of that Darfur town? Can we do this in 9-11s? I've been told that all these tragedies get compared in multiples oh, of 9-11. Geez. Anything yeah. but the metric system, right, Alan? Right. I didn't do the math, so okay. I'm not, I'm not certain. Right. Okay. Uh, but they said that 800 people were reportedly killed, 8,000 others fled to neighboring Chad. We've talked before about the Such sort of Chad. civil war that's happening in Sudan between the RSF and the regular army forces. Um, when they um, when they 
basically there was a coup. They ousted uh, Bashir and they decided to take power. It was at the beginning, it was a shared joint power. Um, and then they started squabbling among each other and they've been fighting ever since. The RSF rapid support forces are primarily made up of Janjaweed fighters who committed atrocities in Darfur previously. And they were um, the like newest militia that was yeah. the, the, not, not to call them a militia. They were the newest military created. What do we call it? Service branch basically created by the government before the civil, sure, be, sure, yeah. before the civil war took place. Right. Essentially they were like, it would be like if space force took over the rest of our military and government, they were essentially his Praetorian guard. Um, and they sort of decided to take a turn on him and oust him as leader and take power themselves. Um, so they are, they're, they're targeting um, African tribes members. These are primarily militias made up of Arab uh, people who are targeting um, the oh. African tribes. Um, and it's just horrific. Um, it's very similar to what happened back in what, like 2002, um, where they're, it's essentially ethnic cleansing in this area. Yeah. And nobody's talking about this. So that's the only reason I wanted it. Yeah, I'm glad you did keep it in there because I actually didn't know um, all of that about it. And I feel mm-hmm. a little bad for being so silly. Um, I, I don't really have anything else to say about that other than it sucks. It's a human. human I don't even human feel tragedy. like that's the only story of like mass casualty events in that area lately, right? Like, no. hasn't there been stuff in Mali? And it's like, it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's It's pretty rough in that general yeah. area. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I guess I'll move on. The, uh, house Republican subpoenaed ex white house counsel. I didn't see a name in this. If you can tell me, um, white house. So house Republicans subpoenaed ex white house counsel. So former counsel for Biden. Yes. In the classified documents probe. Um, one thing that I did also see, so this would be Biden's taking of do- class. Okay. So is this, a, is this some, is this in relation to Biden's classified documents next in his Corvette room, I think is what he called it. Or is this, um, is this about the Jack Smith case into Trump's documents? Because I saw that they're wrapping up on Biden's case and probably not having any charges. They are wrapping up on Biden's case and probably not having any charges. And this is about Biden's, uh, handling of classified documents in the Corvette they're, room. They're right. They're subpoenaing a former white house counsel, Dana Remus. Um, and they say that he, <laughs> um, had interaction with these documents. Um, and they want to know what he has to say about them. What does that mean? But, so they think that he was shown the documents proving that he knew he had top secret. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All essentially. Right. Um, however, as far well, as prove it, if you side, prove it, that's good that we should know that. The legal side of the case, you're right. That is wrapping up, and it seems like nothing is going to come. Is this just an attempt to create an equivalence for uh, Trump's and say, like, well, Biden did the same thing? Because I call it the Corvette room. It wasn't like he had them in a box next to his copy machines and in the bathroom like Biden did or Trump did. But it was, as he said, as they, as the FBI said, it was in a safe, in, or at least it was in a locked cabinet in his garage, which is what I think he called his Corvette room, which can be locked, Alan. So that's correct. Locked garage and a locked box. Al Gore's. Is that John Kerry? I think they are. I think they are trying to create a sense of equivalence between what he did and what Trump did. It's not, but it is like, I mean, he should be in trouble for it too. Like if there's a, you know, I I would imagine it wouldn't be an equal type of punishment, but I would imagine it would be something that would be appropriate for his level of violating it. Right. I mean, the difference here is He complied. The second he was told, he was like, well, we should go look for that. So they did. 
exactly. Whereas you Trump have, was that you, you didn't have Nara looking for the documents um, and saying, "Hey, you have these," and then um, Biden saying, "No, I don't have anything. Nara. I swear, I, I got nothing." Uh, multiple times, they didn't have FBI agents like visiting Biden's Corvette room and having them moved right. uh, to the pool. Oh, house oh, oh don't whatever. forget, they wanted to look at the surveillance videos, but the pool, the pool accidentally leaked into were, the server yeah. room. Yeah, weird how that happened. Yeah. Uh, so remember yeah, the guy not, that lied about that is the guy that flipped. Uh, Nada. No, 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 not Nada. The the, one, uh, uh, the like pool mechanic or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I figure we should leave it in. Just it's it's more news. Leave about it in, that, let so. it soak. Okay, which one are we going with go. out of that too? Ah, obviously Sudan. All right. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. Are we into other news? Um, we still we got, got more. One more okay. set. Yeah. So FBI sees phones, iPad from New York Mayor Eric Adams, <laughs> a fundraising investigation. We know that um, I think it was a week or two ago, his uh, head fundraiser was already, her house was raided um, by the FBI. That was when Eric Adams had gone to Washington, D.C. to meet with Biden about the immigration issue. And do you see uh, homeless people are killing migrants in New York being like, you shouldn't be here? No, I didn't. Oh, yeah, that. it's going to get wild, man. Oh, geez. Uh, so that was that meeting that he had secured with Biden. Then he decided not to take and just flew back to New York after that story broke. So clearly there's some stuff going on in his campaign he's concerned about. They've actually. Dude, he like. Uh, are you going to talk about the Turkish, the Turks? So, yeah, there there's allegations that he this is before he was mayor. This is when he was a bureau. What's that called? Borough president. Something like borough. that. Yeah. yeah. Back when he was getting jet ski um, lessons. Right, right. Um, the Tur- Turkey, a Turkish company or the Turkish embassy reached out to him. And so he forwarded that to uh, the relevant um, apparatus in New York State. Um, and they're saying that that might have been a breach of his. They, uh, they got a they got a leg up in the steps they had to, to go through building. to get yeah a floor yeah. in the building right. for their embassy. Um, yes, yes. Um, so they've also now his campaign has turned over evidence that they found on another individual that works for them that they say was uh, doing some sort of wrongdoing. Unclear what that is, but they're like, hey, we're looking in our own house here. We found this. So you guys should have that information, too. Um, yeah, wait, wait, who turned it over? Eric Adams campaign did. Yes. Oh, that's yes. good. Yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah. Hope for leniency, right? I maybe suppose, you get a Biden uh, deal. Or maybe they just decided to make a fall guy. Oh, that sucks. What do I always say? Uh, power can stage its own. Well, I don't always say it. Poor Drew said it. Power can stage its own deaths only so that it can recover a glimpse of its former legitimacy, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's power. Yeah, that is power. All right. This next headline you added for breaking news. So Supreme Court says Florida can't enforce its anti-drag law. Um, Just like Tennessee's got struck down. But it doesn't matter because they sent the signal and they changed the culture. Like Mm -hmm. they made people more comfortable to just call anybody and drag a groomer or a sex child exploitation, blah, blah, blah. Right. Like Mm -hmm. like you put that out there enough. You already won. Now, if somebody wants to do a drag show, it's fucking controversial instead of just a fun time out. Right. They put that out there in the ethos. So it's a thing. Uh, Have you ever heard of uh, Hamburger Mary's, Dustin? Yes, but I'm forgetting so what it, it's. Is it like a classic place? It's in. Oh, popular. it's in. It's in Florida. It's in Orlando. Yeah. Yeah. 
a popular Orlando restaurant. They hosted drag brunches, um, and they were the party that initially challenged the law. Um, the at first, Florida tried to say, "Well, you're fine because your your drag shows aren't sexual in nature." Oh, that's so it. You lost right okay there. With it. Um, you made it subjective. And, right, right. And so then the Supreme Court was like, "No, you can't do that." Um, so yeah, it, it's a it's a freedom of speech issue. Um, and there's already laws on the books about what you can expose children to, anyways. So this was just another attempt at a culture war, um, and the Supreme Court struck it down. So the problem is, like I said, they already won. Yeah, I guess it probably is. I mean, in a culture war, you think a court fucking matters? Donald Trump's going to be president or he's going to be, you know, on the ticket. It's true. We just talked about it. Like, who the fuck cares what a court says, right? Yeah. All right. So which one of this, these two? Uh, Eric Adams is so funny. Eric Adams. You know, we're, this show is going a little bit long. We have a lot more to get to in other news and some games to play. So I think I'm going to skip econ. I'll just... We don't have to play games. I can just ask questions. We don't have to have a game. Oh, but I like games. Okay. All right. Fine. Just quickly in econ, uh, the PPI index fell uh, half a percent. The expectation was to be up 0.1 percent, um, and inflation was flat in October. Um, we're seeing uh, retail retail sales are trending down as well. Oh, really? Uh, is yeah. that your experience? Not to say you work in retail management. Yes, that is that hmm. is my experience. How um, significant? It, Not yours personally, but what's the trend? Like single uh, digits, double? It's it's across the board, but at least single digits. Okay. Um, and you're seeing it in all types of retail businesses. Well, I think um, people understand that prices went up and they don't feel like they can buy things. And we yeah. haven't yet. I'm, I'm not saying we should, we should like, like, I, the time to get mad at this is when they were printing money that was causing these effects. They take a year and a half, two years to go down the pike. And like that, these are all the effects of bad economic policy for the last 15 years. Like this had to happen and it's going to be really bad. Um, but, but anyways, what I was going to say is that people are not yet accustomed to prices being what they are. And I'm, I'm finally hearing the like less economic literate people arguing and saying, well, you know, we just, we're going to have to get used to these prices. I guess they're not coming down. It's like, you thought they were coming down. How do you think inflation works? <laughs> yeah. So some of the, uh, like, like gas prices have fallen like 15%. I want to say in the last couple of months. Um, so a lot of prices are falling, the just so they can raise the markets, it before the election. The markets are anticipating uh, no new interest rate uh, hikes by the Fed um, next meeting, and that seems pretty likely. The markets reacted pretty positively to this news, um, so we'll see where it goes from here. But it definitely seems to be a cooling of the economy and the inflation uh, overall. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Would you describe, based on our current economic situation... Would you describe money like the price of borrowing a dollar in your opinion? Is it more, should it be more expensive to borrow a dollar now than it was five years ago? Like, is it more risky to lend somebody your dollar now? Like, would you need to be promised more back if someone borrowed money from you now compared to five years ago? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Well then, then interest rates should be high for until we don't feel that way. Until we don't feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. I just argue yeah, that should be happened at a distributed way. Some banks should be like, no, it's Wild West. We can, we can do take it. More, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Some yeah. would argue that Apple's trying to do that with their Apple um, credit or whatever it is. They're mm-hmm. like, you know, we'll give you 7%. We don't care. And then they get, Goldman Sachs is like, oh, shit, we made a bad partnership. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Oopsies. Apple's like, we have $2 trillion. We don't care. <laughs> Indeed. All right. So should we do the tournament now before we get into other news? Uh, sure. What do you want to do? Let's do tournament first. Okay. Yeah. China versus Rudy. I think that China. I think that's potentially, if it goes anywhere, that could be the beginning of uh, a better direction. And that, I mean, if there's a future where we aren't at war, I think at some yeah. point you'd go back to this meeting, right? I agree. One of the things that came out of it that kind of stuck out to me was um, there was a statement where they said we can be competitors without being hostile. Um, hostile. Yeah. And I, I think if we can pull that off, that would be a huge win. Is that really the what they generation. said? Because I was hopeful that you said hostile. No, that is what they said. Oh, that's wonderful. Maybe yeah. I'm dreaming. <laughs> Maybe we're all dreaming. All right. Uh, all right. We got Russia versus YouTube. I think the YouTube deal is bigger. I think okay. the fact that YouTube's giving people a way out of that is way bigger. I mean, who the fuck cares about Rudy? And uh, well, that was the one before. What was Russia? Yeah. That's how, did you think there was any doubt that President Putin wasn't going to be President no. Putin? of course. Yeah. yeah. Right. President. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's YouTube. Okay. And we've got South Sudan versus Eric Adams. Where are we going to Sudan? Sudan, Sudan obviously. And yeah. we have three items left. So well, there goes the fucking wins. tournament. China, I, I think, think that's China... potentially a huge fucking deal. That's, biggest... that's the story yeah. of the week. Okay. Absolutely. All right. So I've got a bunch of extra headlines. Some of these I could have read, but I've kind of turned this segment into I'm driving. Somebody sent me this. Alan, will you tell me about this on Friday? <laughs> So this first one, scoop, internal State Department memo blasts Biden U.S. policy on Israel-Hamas war. About this. We already talked about that, so I'm not going to go into that further. Uh, next one, A-groups urge Pentagon not to supply Israel with 155-millimeter artillery I love this. rounds. Thank you for keeping this one in. Yeah. So this one is – apparently we had a stockpile of weapons stored in Israel for whatever purposes. We've been sending a lot of munitions to Ukraine, obviously, and we've also been sending munitions to Israel – ever since October 7th happened. Um, there's now a petition to not have them supplied with these rounds. They're saying that there's absolutely no reason for them to use this type of munition in we the don't, conflict. We don't have any 155 millimeter artillery rounds. To spare. We don't. We've given them all to Ukraine, and we're trying. Like, we put factories on round-the-clock shit to try to ump their production so that we can get more to replenish. Our, so just to be clear, we haven't sold Ukraine any new or given Ukraine any new munitions. We've depleted right. our stockpiles. Now, we haven't completely depleted them, but we've taken it out of there, right? And it's to the point where we're like, okay, it'd kind of be hard to justify giving them any more, especially Taiwan, Israel, oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> like, like that, that, that's, that's a huge problem. Israel, what's the line, Alan? Say the line. Israel has a right to and ability to defend itself and they've been given three billion dollars a year from us for the last ever so mm -hmm. um guys i've seen the way you're fighting this we do not need to give you more of it i think we've given you enough if you choose to change tactics because we're not going to give you a blank check and give you more 155 artillery rounds we don't have to spare because we can't even give them to our other fr best friends like they I don't know. This yeah, is very like, and it, these, these are the mechanisms that make the things that people protest for happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just for a little bit more detail, NBC news reported last month that weapon shipments have included interceptors for the iron dome system, conversion kits to turn dumb bombs into precision guided munitions, other types of munitions and cluster bombs. The report said the cluster bombs the U S was providing were dual purposed. Um, no, no, so what that means is the round could be used as one of these 155s or whatever it is. Yes. Um, yes. There isn't evidence that they have been given cluster bombs for that. So this is a lot like how Russia was saying, hey, all those defensive weapons you put on the border of Ukraine and Russia 
could be used for offensive purposes in that same like intellectual or whatever way this this we've given rounds it's not clarified what they are but their size can either be a straight up like normal bad thing Mm -hmm. or it could be the extra bad thing of cluster munitions which some of them don't explode and they look like little like balls and then and civilians pick can them be up. killed by them yeah. even later right, years right, later they right. can just be but the there there i mean everything in this war has been filmed there is no evidence that um that almost said russia uh <laughs> <that> <laughs> israel has been using cluster munitions you know what actually can we just skip ahead i mean sure whatever you uh, want i don't care what you talk about here there's there's a headline down here that's related to what you said about how much this war has been filmed um, this is from, uh, it's called, the headline is Broken Borders, AP and Reuters, Pictures of Hamas Atrocities Raise Ethical Questions. So essentially what the story is, is that it's, there were a number of photojournalists who seemed to have access, who were on the ground taking pictures and videos and uploading them to AP and Reuters, like immediately. When Not immediately. Started, you read the article. Quickly. About yeah. two, two hours, two and a half hours, one and a half hours. Yeah, but the idea that they were able to be that quickly on the spot, there's some concern that perhaps they were aware that this was going to happen. AP and Reuters are saying, no, we had no idea this was going to happen, although they have since cut ties with some of those. Well, uh, what's what's the evidence? So, so it's one thing to say these pictures got uploaded too fast. You'd make that statement and we'd put the mystery music behind it and act like anybody's right. trying to get clicks on YouTube. What the they had reason to believe that, especially that one AP and CNN related guy. Yeah, he has. There's a picture of him with the uh, Hamas leader and mastermind of the October 7th uh, massacre, Yahya Sinwar, Yaha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, so, so wait, yeah, so there's... I just want to, I just want to, I have a question that I, I can hear the rest of this story and I'll probably have, I'll probably frame it better in my head. If you answered this question for me first, okay. is the implication that the guy that mastermind the October 7th attack mm-hmm. did so. And the, and the, the, the controversy here is that he decided to tell a member of the Western press beforehand yes i don't think they're stupid yeah or not necessarily the who's this guy that works for the newspaper let's make sure we tell him no that guy's job is to jump in a fucking car whenever war happens because he's a war reporter and i guarantee you they're like we're doing a raid and he's like okay this is going to be a huge story and he jumped in the truck with them and took pictures and uploaded it immediately yeah he was probably too close to them i'm not going to fucking defend this guy he seems to have gone native i guess i've never heard it used in this um application but yeah i think he did what war reporters do which when shit gets hot they go to the scene and they take pictures and they upload it send it back like he, he'd obviously gotten too close prior to that but i you think that they just talked to this guy that works for cnn about their plan for october 7th in a way that was meaningful so this guy the one we're talking about in particular was i believe it's an independent uh, photographer photojournalist right and but so cnn like fired him so he did something right. for them well because he 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 offers his services to news companies like CNN. Do you know the, the Do you know the history of the phrase freelance? No, I don't think I do. Freelance is exactly what it sounds like. It's for knights. It's like Ronins, like knights without a. Oh, leader. they're for hire. They're quite literally a lance, which is free for hire. So when a freelance reporter, you just think about that. They're for hire, yeah. So the the implication is that perhaps he was given some sort of heads up as to what was happening. Not that they were like talking to Reuters or the AP or CNN saying it was going to happen, but this independent person had some sort of heads up 
potentially that something was about to happen. He got to the right place at the right time, took the pictures, and then sold them to these various media outlets. I, maybe. Uh, I mean, maybe. so there's a chance that he's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like it's Western media knew about this, right? No. No, not at all. So this guy might have subverted it, worst case scenario. Correct. Well, I don't want to defend him, but I tend to think that he that's also what it would sound like if you just did your job as a war reporter. Like I can't I, I can't imagine really that every time that you've seen anything else from a war zone like this, something very similar to it has happened if people are embedded with who we would perceive as the enemy. Potentially, sure. Okay. Potentially. Right. Um do we want to do one more or any of these? Uh where is Melania? I want to know about where is Melania. <laughs> well, I, I think about it all the time. Do you? Okay. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of uh, people talking about where's Melania. She hasn't shown up to any of Trump's appearances uh, before, you know, various courts throughout the country. Um, she hasn't shown up to any of his campaign uh, trail stops, any of his rallies. Um, none of that. She's not been seen. Also, um, where she lives in Palm Beach, um, there's a lot of, uh, let's say, very nice restaurants and shops that celebrities frequent that she's not seen at either. Um, she's seen. basically gone sort of like in hiding, essentially. Nobody's seen her very much at all. But everybody's sort of speculating that this is just her way of avoiding the, the spotlight. Um, and she said before that she doesn't think that her husband needs her help uh, essentially to do what he's doing. Um, and she actually kind of cringed at the way Jill Biden hung, was always at uh, Joe's um, campaign trail stops and things like that. Said, no, I'm not going to do that. So I don't know. I don't. It's not that big of a deal to me. She's just choosing not to be in the in the public, essentially. Yeah, I guess so. This is kind of tabloid fodder. I, I do. Yeah. I, in I the do. Washington Post, though, which is weird. Yeah, legitimate news place, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, Washington Post. I was thinking New York Post. Um, yeah, it's also Washington Post ish. Um, yeah. I don't know. I still feel like there's something there about the fact that there's no way that this is what she wanted. However, at the end of the day, they both are playing each other. She got what she wanted enough. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I imagine it was like, I'm running for president. Ugh, fine. If you must, <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 Um, I think I'm a new trust. Right. I don't know. Is this one we're talking about or no? The one I highlighted. Where are you? Uh, Behind the curtain, Trump allies. Oh, we've talked about this before, but essentially there's more reporting about this. So there's a, the 2025 project, um, which is essentially a number of foundations like the Heritage Foundation coming together and putting together proposals for what to do if Trump gains office um, in 2025. Alan, um, when you call them proposals, that's not nearly as menacing as what the actual application of them would be. So they're doing these crazy deep dives on people's social media. Essentially, they're trying to come Who's up they? with a roster. These like the heritage these Foundation. groups are these like group. recruit like um recruiting okay and, and they're interviewing people they're essentially there's like a loyalty test to the most important thing is are you loyal to trump no matter what not what your experience is not anything else. i don't mean to be hyperbolic they're, but what does that sound like to you it sounds pretty scary like but it sounds like every authoritarian like it's the right. most important yeah. thing is loyalty to the party yeah they're doing deep dives into people's social media so if somebody has tweeted something anti-Trump at all, like the last decade, they're like, nope, you can't be on the list. Um, it's So they're recruiting, the list. Of, they're recruiting thousands of people that they intend to, if Trump gains office, he's immediately going to gut the, essentially the state, all the, the people that work for the, the government. Tenure of install, office act. Right. And install 
his people in those places, those loyalists in these various uh, governmental agencies. Um, so that so that's like aid. reinforcing the structure around what keeps you in power so that nothing mm-hmm. can penetrate it should you violate our agreed Some upon you know, right. system. To- or should you decide you never want to leave office again? Yeah. Um, he would have people around him. He's already DOJ. talked about how he would, or I mean, there, there, I tried to find a quote of it. I couldn't find it, but uh, there, there was some insinuation about how he would arrest. And maybe it was related in this article. Um, he would, he would arrest Democrat candidates that announced that they were going to run against him in 2028. Yes. You saw that? That, that is, Yes, I did see that. Okay. So they're 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 trying to gather an army of fifty four thousand loyalists across government uh, to rip off the restraints imposed on the previous forty six. I feel like that's from a lot of textbooks. Remember, in China, it's a million people are in the CCP, but it's a country of a billion, so it's quite a ratio of people that you could actually overcome to get to that. Maybe it's a hundred million, but still, CCP is very small and significant in compared to population size. Right, right. So it doesn't take much. I mean, look at you know, like I I hate to use it as pejorative, but um, look at wokeism. You know, it's three, four percent of the population that are kind of policing the rules of what are social norms, which you say and can't say. Like when Alan says, Chink. we'd have to explain that he's <laughs> trying to say Jank Uger, but mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. If you look at like what's happened in college camp- campuses around the country, it's this very vocal minority that kind of nobody else wants to deal with or be caught in the crosshairs of so that they might get canceled or lose their jobs. So it, it creates this environment where people are, are afraid but- to even speak up. But like flip that and look at these clips we played on the show last week from the mm-hmm. uh, the the festival. What is it like a freedom meetup for Ron DeSantis and mm-hmm. Asa Hutchinson and Chris Christie both said things against Trump. Not not the Florida man because he was in Florida. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'm way off base. But uh, what was I trying to say? So, it you know, the, the exact same thing of what you're describing is how the, when you listen to those clips, there's like five percent of the audience booing. But they're booing loudly in a place where everyone's quiet. Right. <clears throat> right. So it seems like their impact is larger than yes, it really is. Right. Yeah. 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 Pretty scary stuff, man. Yeah, it is. Okay. All right. Should we get into media? Yeah. What have you been watching? Um, I watched The Killer on Netflix. Oh, you son of a bitch. I wrote that down, too. I was going to tell Did you, you Alan, it? you're going to love this movie. It's so slow. <laughs> but I would say that opening scene, dude, the first 20 minutes, the opening scene, like the cold open is this whole like, you remember how in... um. Patrick Bateman movie, uh, American Psycho. Mm-hmm. It's uh, yeah, like a- he goes through his morning routine, and he's yeah. like, you know, I do hundred sit ups. I wear a facial mask, um, all that stuff. And Moisturized, yeah, yeah, yeah. That it, it was kind of on par with that, but it was like twenty minutes long before it gets to like to the fucking actual event happening, and it was so suspenseful. I was like, that's was- how you do a slow movie. I got to tell Alan yeah. to watch this. This is slow, but it <laughs> no, goes I- somewhere. I really liked it, Thought and it's funny that you mentioned American Psycho because my head went there as well. Because but it's Fincher. Right, there's so much internal dialogue though in the movie. He yes. doesn't talk very much at all. No, it's just what he's talking to himself the, the, that you hear. The first twenty minutes is all internal dialogue, except for like a right. phone call and then like a swear word, and then yeah, yeah. yeah. Even when he's like interacting with people, he just kind of nods. Like when he gets the rental car, yes, he gives him stuff. He, just right. kinda, he doesn't right. ever say. Anything. Can you describe this movie without spoiling anything? So it's David Fincher. Um, it's you know the guy that did Fight Club, um, Zodiac. Right. Forgetting. Similarly, Fight Club had that internal dialogue. I was thinking that actually. Just me and Natasha were talking about this. We're like, it's a lot of internal dialogue, but I was like, well, he does that in his movies a lot. 
I am. Well, can you describe uh, the movie? Like, can what what is it about without ruining it? It's essentially about a guy who's paid to be an assassin. Um, it's there's. I think can I kind of spoil the intro? Yeah, I think it's wrong? understood that the hit goes yeah. wrong. Yeah, the hit goes wrong. As you know, we've seen a lot of movies like this where in Bruges. a hitman is. Yeah, or or a hitman is hired to do something. Something goes wrong, and then he gets he ends up being on the. Uh, he's the he's the protagonist in the movie, right? Yeah, right. And everybody's going after him, right? Yeah. Um. So, and you just kind of he walks you through sort of like what he believes is required for him to be effective at his job, and that's a lot of the internal dialogue that you hear. Um. And I I think that really yeah I I really liked it. They, it was based yeah. off of a series of graphic novels from the nineties. Yeah. So that's why there's a lot of like each the, the movie is broke down with like title cards that say chapters and the chapters are different yeah. locations and different targets that he's going after um, on his sort of quest for yeah. you know, getting out of the predicament that he's in. Um, it was good. I say by the end, I would say it got a little too slow in general and mm-hmm. I didn't have the same level of excitement as I had during like the first third, but it was good. Um to, to be honest, I liked it. I, I didn't understand what happened with the last interaction. Um, I, I do understand how it was resolved, but I was like, mm. it was a little, um, like I couldn't believe that it was resolved once it was resolved. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. This is the probably the the best Netflix movie I've seen in a while. In a long time, say. yeah. Yeah, I in agree. a while. It's, it was pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. So right. Fincher is known for his color palettes. He always has like a color that's in every scene. In Zodiac, it was yellow. Did you notice the color in this movie? It was like blue, wasn't it? It was green. green. Every scene, every scene. So in the beginning in Paris, I was like, I can't tell because it was yellow in Zodiac and it was kind of yellowish, but I was like, it's yellow, almost khaki, maybe like yellow, green khaki. Then they go to Dominican Republic and there was literally a scene where everything been green in each shot before it. And then they're down an alley. I'm like, oh, this one doesn't have green in it. And there's a guy wearing a green hat. I'm like, okay, you told me about the green. I get it now. And then from every scene going forward, it's like the tinting on his Jeep reflects sort of green. Mm -hmm. And you're like, nothing does that. You did this all on purpose. Like I love, but I love it. Like I love his use of color palettes. I do too. Um, I do too. Okay. Well, uh, did you watch something else? You want me to talk? I watched Noah. <laughs> like I didn't. We, we you watched Noah watch too? You, we agreed we would last I week. I didn't think you were gonna. Oh my God. I'm so excited to talk about Noah with you. I, I got to tell you, I never would have watched this movie on my own. Like it never would have, I never would have watched it. I'd I just been told it was good. I wasn't expecting to like it at all. I found it really pretty compelling. It was so good. It was like watching any sort of like lore. Any like yeah. It was like a fantasy movie, right? Very much so. Um, the, the story, definitely not the way I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, uh, who did this? Uh, that's not Fincher. Was it? No, it's no, not. It was, Aaron, uh, da- Darren or Aronofsky. Yeah. 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 Um, it's, it's very, it's almost split up into like, a couple different acts, like the beginning and the middle and the end are very different. Um, sort of, I'm movies. glad they included um, drunk Noah later on. Like that was one of the yeah, things I remembered each. from the Bible was like, <laughs> I love that. Noah was just like, everybody died. I'm fucking <laughs> drunk in a cave. <laughs> like, and then like, you know, the daughter or whatever, well, daughter had to come see him. Okay. I, sorry. Got, I thought the guy that played Kane was really good. Um, yeah, he, he was very good. Yeah. Um, I, can't, I don't know, remember his name, but um, I, I was surprised that you watched it. My question for you was going to be, if Russell Crowe plays Noah, who do you think plays Methuselah? Listeners, uh, if you weren't forced to go to Sunday school, Methuselah is Russell Crowe's grandpa. No, no, 
No, <laughs> Methuselah is Noah's grandpa, um, right. and he's he's um, like nine hundred years old. He's he's Bible trivia. The oldest man in the Bible was yeah. uh, was Methuselah, and the reason his dad isn't in the picture is spoiler alert on the Bible. But um, <laughs> Noah's dad is killed. And so his grandpa outlives him and that's like the old wise one that he goes and sees. So, uh, weren't you impressed with the casting of Methuselah? I feel like it was perfect. Hopkins was great. It was great. Yeah. Would you have, I feel like, I I feel like if I asked you that and you didn't see it, you would have guessed Hopkins. Oh, I I don't know. Okay. I I can't say in hindsight, but, but yeah, he was fantastic in that role. Um, yeah, it was just really, Russell Crowe was great too. Um, I mean, he's always a good actor, but. Um, yeah, I wasn't expecting to like it nearly as much as I did. It was a good movie. Yeah, I had a thought cross my mind while I was watching this movie. What's that? Like, just not seriously, right? Like, you know, I know we got a lot of like Catholics and, you know, a bunch of people listen to our show, so I don't want to upset them. <laughs> right. But like, if, if just hypothetically, if God never right. spoke to Noah, Mm-hmm. What if, like, the whole flood thing that occurs in all these religions because of what seems to have naturally happened after some... I, I really like the argument that um, Graham Hancock makes that there was uh, uh, a meteor strike above, like, North America. It melted the ice caps. If you kind of look at how look that at would... the landscape. That would, all this flooding would reach where civilization was, and mm-hmm. that's that matches up timeline-wise based off our geographical um, history of... Right. The flood myth. There was like there was like a a a mile deep of ice at places in North America, and Mm -hmm. there's a meteor strike that flooded there. That goes into like what circles around the Arctic, then that makes its way down and and through the Mediterranean down into all that. But anyway, um, so just that happened anyways, and we get left with like a evolutionary bottleneck, and then like you know everyone's descendants of this guy Noah. Okay. What if God never spoke to Noah and he was just this drunk, paranoid guy and we happen to have those traits thousands of years later? And the, like, like, like our gene pool is based off of this drunk, paranoid guy, he possibly thought God talked to him. And like, that's how we have all. Of and he's happened to be like a survivalist. It's like, I'm going to build a yeah, big boat. That's why we have that. Like, coming. that's that's why it's in all of us. Oh, uh, that's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Thanks. I wasn't I quite like nailing that. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. We got to build a big boat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Graham Hancock, for the most part, is full of shit, but there's a couple things he says. I'm like, yeah, maybe that could. I don't think he's but... largely full of shit. What do you mean? Oh, he gets a little fantastical. Like... Well, with the ancient civilizations, like, you know, he thinks that the uh, Atlantis was real, things like he that. Thinks I, it's, I he thinks it's possible, at least. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. I, I think there's a lot of what he says that's not arguable. There's. um. Uh, mini minute man mini minute man on uh youtube has a couple of, of really good videos sort of debunking a lot of the things that hancock it, uh, says yeah the the netflix uh series i will say had, like, his, as a documentary it's garbage yeah. like it's so yeah. it do, it just doesn't look plausible as a documentary but if you read his book i think it's like it's really well, i read his book yeah um but and I, I watched the the series as well but yeah there's a lot of stuff in there that's just doesn't add up at all doesn't you know he's trying to spin it a certain way whereas the reality of, of it if you look at it as a trained archaeologist you would know that that's bullshit okay yeah all right check out mini minute man on youtube okay stuff. Well, send me a link yeah. i'm not gonna remember that i mean yeah 
Well, they should play a game. Oh, no. Um, oh. In the video, they had corrugated, um, like, shields. I did see that. Yeah, it looked a lot Also, like... the armor, that seemed like not of that period either, no. but I wasn't going to yeah. poke But, I mean, it was prior to the flood, Alan, you know? Sure, yeah. sure. So they were All that technology hiding. was lost. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right, so. right, right. Okay, uh, yeah, we can play a game. Um, let me pull up my couches and senators list, or couches and congressmen list. Couches, 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 couches. Which one should I pick? God damn it. I don't have that. I need to just put it in the show while I look this up. Can you? Couches, 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 couches. I'm going to have to reuse at least one congressman and at least one part of the sofa name. Can you describe the game while I make a decision? Yeah. So we're going to do names made up of two couches. Uh, Is it two names made up of two couches? And then one person mm-hmm. from the one name made up of two couches and two and then members two of Congress. representatives yes. of, of Congress. Okay, yeah, and I have to pick which one's the couch name. Yes, opposed to the House representative. I'm worried. I'm worried. I think you might get this one. All right, I'm, I'm not a losing streak here. So, well, all right, okay. So this, I might throw you a bone here. All right, I've got Robert Whitman. Robert Whitman. Okay, I've got. Michael Bennett. Ooh, okay. And I've got Axel Penn. Okay, and I have to pick the one that's two couches. Yeah. I, th- I think that Axel Penn is the couches. Damn it. Damn yeah! Game. I was like, there's not going to be a Michael couch. Like, that seems weird. Oh, yeah. Ah. <laughs> well, it's one of the... One of the Gospels, Alan. How dare you? I win, I win, I win. <laughs> winner, 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 chicken dinner. Uh, uh, let me find a question to ask you. I don't yeah, like the way this feels. Um, I think I actually had a question I really wanted to ask this week. Well, we'll be, we'll Did you see Nikki Haley said that she wanted anonymous accounts to be over with and like the algorithms be turned over? But more importantly, it's like, so I feel like at first the conservatives were on her side. She's like, we want all anonymous, we, we want all the um, algorithms turned over so that we know what these companies, these social media companies are using to like leverage or blah, blah, blah. And that got a lot of people, I think on board. And then in the next breath, she's like, and I don't want any more anonymous accounts. We got to get rid of anonymous accounts. And one of my first thoughts when I saw that was like, does this bitch know about the federalist papers? Like, (laughs) where would you put that? Like on the list of like, can you describe what I'm saying there? Cause I still wanted to ask a different question. I don't think I can describe what you're saying. Oh, the authors of the Federalist, play, Federalist Papers are largely presumed, but unknown. There's, it was written. Un, yeah, they yeah, didn't sign yeah, their names. Yeah. yeah. Um, hey, you know that that uh, this is not what I expected to end on, but I'm feeling the pressure of not speaking in an appropriate time period. <laughs> no worries. You know yeah. the uh, you know that that old blues riff. Like people, there mm-hmm. was a lot of songs for a long time of da na na na, right? Like, yeah, cause it like goes back purple. to, yeah, it even goes back to like, uh, like mean managed boy, right? Like they was, you know, a, mm-hmm. now I'm a man, dun, 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 right? Like it's yeah. a great blues riff. It is. I don't feel like there's been a new one of those since bad to the bone. <laughs> I think that white guy ruined it. George Thorogood? I think, yeah, 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 yeah. He deserves more credit than being calling that white guy, but I I think George Thorogood ruined bad... Uh, was scotch, more, uh, one bourbon. You know what? I never liked the bourbon scotch one beer song. 
first of all, it's a really bad drink order. I mean, there's yeah, like, I know. Like, who the horrible. fuck wants one bourbon, one scotch? And, and I'm guessing it's like a Budweiser, right? Yeah, obviously. Yeah. yeah. There was a whole time no, period I, where people were like, we're drinking. It's a song. Wow. <laughs> Did ZZ Top have a song like that? Not like now where we go, shot, 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 right. shot, shot. <laughs> ZZ Top had a lot of songs, mostly about cocaine, Alan. I think you're right. I think that riff was killed by George III. I think so. And, and or that scene at the beginning of uh, Terminator. Oh, yeah. Your jacket and your bike. <laughs> All right, man. This has been a lot of fun. Cheers. That Cheers, was fun. dude. Drive safe. Later. When a guy's banging you. Y'all let me in this damn house. Oh, how about that? Come in the name of peace. L-M-F-A-O. So what in the world is this? Is Kevin McCarthy a moron? And if so, why? Why would you say something that stupid? I come without explanations or solutions. I'm a very sexy lady. Cat turd. I will not suffer this harlot. (laughs) How great an anti-American Marxist. Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. Read the news. China is asshole. God bless the United States. (laughs) Now this is podcasting.